All right. Matthew chapter 26. I want you to open your Bibles there for me. Um, verse, 40, verse 41. Verse 41. Matthew 26 and verse 41. Amen. We've been preaching through this series entitled Facing Life's Toughest Issues. Amen. This will be part five in this series, Facing Life's Toughest Issues. Look what it says. It says, keep watching. Hmm. Verse 41. Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. Watch this. The spirit is willing, <laughs> but the flesh <laughs> is weak. Amen. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. I want to talk about facing life's toughest issues. Part five. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again. You're such a wonderful God. Lord, not just for what you did for me, but I love you, Lord. I truly, truly love you. God, we love you. And we come before you today asking that you would forgive us of our sins. I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would bless, Lord, this sermon today. Bless your people today, Lord. I pray that the word of God would go forth and transform our lives. Lord, we've been looking at how to handle life's toughest issues. And it was this sermon that helped me out last month. And I believe, God, it's going to help us all out as we apply the word of God to our lives. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. Be glorified. Holy Spirit, fill this place now. We need a manifest presence right now of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. We've been talking... Uh, I like, I like preaching in series because it keeps me, I'm sorry, this is part six. Uh, this is part six. Um, thank you, Ushers. Um, oftentimes, when issues come up <clears throat> in our lives, and we all have them, our natural response usually uh, it's either we panic, uh, we take matters in our own hands. Um, it's amazing that when sickness, when, when your doctor tells you you have diabetes or cancer or um, whatever diseases that may plague this body, it's amazing that when we're facing those types of issues, how we sometimes lose our faith. I don't know about you, but um, sickness brings you to the intersection of your mortality. Sickness tells you that 
Amen. This body is temporary. Uh, this life that I have, um, it's temporary. But in this life, and as I said to my seminary students a couple weeks back, life is about peaks and valleys, especially the Christian life. I told you my own testimony today that I've had some valleys last month, that I faced some issues that they were tough. Can I tell you how tough they were? They were tough. Especially when you don't know. Especially when you're dealing with the unknown. Amen. Especially when you don't know how it's going to turn out. That, I believe, is one of the greatest uh, mysteries. Amen. Is that we don't know sometimes how these issues are going to work out. But it's amazing that we know that we serve a God who's omniscient. He's omnipresent. In other words, he knows everything. And with that view in mind, oftentimes when we face life's toughest issues, I believe that we sometimes forget that we're not serving a God who doesn't see. We're not serving a God who doesn't know, who doesn't understand, amen. The Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord, and my ways are not your ways, amen. Uh, the God that we serve is the same God, hallelujah, that hung the moon and the stars. He, amen, he carved out every valley. He, amen, he put the clouds in the sky. He hung the moon Amen. And the, and, and the sun where, right where it is at the right angle. Amen. So that we wouldn't burn up or we wouldn't be too cold. God, that same God, sometimes when we're facing life's toughest issues, especially with sickness, especially with finances, especially with relationships, it's amazing how we forget how powerful our God is. I want to declare to you that I don't know what your issue is this morning. Hello, somebody. I don't know if you got an issue this morning, but, but I want to tell you this morning that the God we serve is the God who can fix, fix it no matter what it looks like. We find in our scripture that we've been looking at Jesus and I told you that Jesus here is in the garden of Gethsemane, the pressing place, the crushing place. And, and he sets aside time, amen, before he goes to the cross, but, but, but he brought along some men, some, some, some brothers with him, amen, that he thought that they would be about the father's business. Let me, let me say this to you. Uh, not everybody is about the father's business. Not, not everybody cares about the things of God. And, and, and Jesus brought these men, these two men, James and the, uh, and the son of Zebedee. He brought them with him and he told them to sit here, keep watch and pray. I mean, it was a simple request 
but it was such a difficult task. Do I have anybody? The Bible says that Jesus came back in verse 40, 40, 40. He says Jesus came back and he said to Peter, he said, so you men could not keep watch for one hour? Amen. It's amazing that, that, that when we're facing life's toughest issues, that it's amazing how we neglect the spiritual disciplines that we should have in order to conquer these issues. I want to tell you something. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Amen. So in other words, heaven has a direct connect to earth. No matter what you do on earth, it's affected in heaven. And especially being a child of God, I want to tell you this morning that God wants you to understand that you can face life's toughest issues. And so we find here Jesus talking to his disciples in verse 41. And I want to just point out four things this morning. He says, keep watching Keep watching and, and pray. Now, the watching part means to be alert, to stay awake. And oftentimes what happens when we're facing life's toughest issues, amen, there's something that happens to us. So my first point is this. If you're going to face life, life's toughest issues, watch this. You ready for this? You have to stay spiritually consistent. <laughs> now that word keep watching, it's in the aorist tense. It's in the imperative mood. It's a command that Jesus gives them. But it was such an important command that what happened, because watch this, the moment that we face an issue in life, it's amazing how, amen, we stop all of our spiritual disciplines. Isn't that something? It's amazing how busyness, it's amazing how, amen, stuff that really don't matter, amen, shows up in our lives and we become, watch this, we're in church but we're inconsistent. Come on somebody. We're in prayer but while we're praying we're worrying. While we're praying we're still in the back of our mind thinking, oh man, I don't know how this is going to work out. See, if you're consistent spiritually, Jesus is giving us some of his last words before he goes to the cross. And I believe a dying man's words are one of the most important things that he'll ever say in his life. He told them to keep praying. That word keep, it means to lift yourself. And sometimes to rise above what you're going through and stay consistent so that no matter what the devil tries to throw at you, you will be alert enough to understand what it really is. You know what it really was for me? I knew it was Satan. I knew he was trying to break me. I knew he was trying to turn me around. I knew he wanted me to lose my faith. I knew he wanted to destroy me. But thanks be to God that I stayed consistent spiritually. I 
kept on watching. I kept on praying. I start getting up earlier than I used to. Amen. Saying, God, I'm seeking your face. Listen, you don't give up. You don't give in. You don't throw in the towel. You stay consistent because he says, keep watching and keep praying. Are you with me? He says, keep watching and praying. Watch this now. He says that you may not enter into temptation. Now, this word has two ideas. The word for temptation simply means to put to the test. Amen. So, so I'm, I'm thinking about this word. It means to be tempted. Amen. Causing one to fall. Amen. So whenever you see the word temptation, don't, it, 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 it's not always sex, y'all. It's, you follow what I'm saying? Temptation doesn't always have to be sexual. But, but temptation, watch this, is a test. It's a test. And oftentimes when we're facing life's issues, we have to look at our issues and say, man, it's a test. Amen. So the next thing you have to do, you have to safeguard yourself. I wish I had somebody. You have to safeguard. How do you do that? You got to stay spiritual. You got to stay in the word of God. You have to pray. You have to read. You have to study. You have to worship. You have to fast and pray because while going through life's toughest issues, if you safeguard yourself, you will be able to stand in the midst of that storm. Do I have anybody this morning? Somebody here, you're going through something. And I want to tell you something. The devil wants to tempt you. But watch this. There are two types of testing. There's the testing so that you can grow. And there's a test from the Satan where you will fall. And what Jesus was saying to them, because they would need this information later on in life, in ministry, because all of these disciples, they end up dying either on the cross, either being burnt. That's the end of their story. Did you know that? All of the disciples died. Amen. They were martyred. But they safeguard themselves because Jesus knew what they were going through. May I ask you something? Are you just letting anything in? That's what I'm talking about. Safeguarding yourself. Are you allowing thoughts to, to parade through your mind? Amen. To peek into the dark places of your soul so that, watch this, so that Satan can use it against you? Safeguard yourself. Put a hedge of protection over your mind. Come on, somebody. Ask God, God, give me a mind of Christ so that I can be, amen, so I can be able to overcome this trial that I'm facing. Do I have anybody this morning? Here's what he says next. He says the spirit. You know, you know when people tell me, Pastor, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Amen. I, I know they got a good spirit. Listen, 
The spirit is willing. Listen, the spirit will tell you a whole bunch of stuff. But here's the thing. You got to ask yourself, which spirit? <laughs> Amen. Because there are all kinds of spirits out here. You ready? There's the lion spirit. Amen. There's the inconsistent spirit. There's the angry spirit. There's the drunkard spirit. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. There's a drug addiction spirit. There's all kinds of spirit. The spirit is willing, right? In other words, right, you and I, we're, we're game as long as nothing is wrong in our lives. Woo! We're game. We're all in. Pastor, what, where you want me now? But let an issue show up. <laughs> I can't do that. Shoot, what, what are you talking about? You asking me to do that? Watch this. Say the spirit is willing. That word means I'm ready. Meaning the readiness on my part. But see, here's the thing. You can be ready and never launch. I wish I had somebody. You can have the failure to launch. Are you with me? So, so, so here's the... Here's the, here's the part. Here's, you ready for this? All right. What, what's the first thing I told you? What's the second thing I told you? You ready for the next thing? Stay in the spirit. In other words, let me tell you how you stay. Y'all know how to stay in the spirit? Well, let me tell you how to do that. Let, let me tell you how to stay in the spirit. The Holy Spirit, that is. Number one, you got to ask God to fill you with the Spirit. That's number one. Number two, you need to be sealed, so that means you need to be saved. Right? Now, if you're saved, you got to understand that you possess something more powerful than yourself. And you see, when I'm in the Spirit, right, I, I won't fall asleep spiritually. I will stay consistent. Listen, I can overcome just about anything that comes my way because the Spirit reveals truth. So not only must you be filled with the Spirit, watch this, you have to walk in the Spirit. Amen. You ready? Number three, you have to be led by the Spirit. Amen. You have to be what? led by the spirit in other words when the spirit tells you to go right you know that little thing that tells you to go right don't go wrong you know the, 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 the television is like the devil is on one shoulder and the, yeah the angel on the other shoulder not, that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about you are led by the spirit and here's how you know when you're led by the spirit you ready for this you will be led into all truth the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you. He will show you exactly what's going on. Listen, God has given us all the spiritual weapons that we need, all the spiritual tools that we need for development. But listen, when we face life's toughest issues, we don't use them. You got to stay in the spirit. Watch this. One more point. I'm going to sit down. Ready? He said the spirit is willing Mm. Come on, say it. And, 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 and let me say this. 
This is our excuse for doing wrong. The flesh is weak. Now that word weak, it means sick. So it read like this. The spirit willing, but the flesh is sick. Which amounts, watch this, to carnality. Ooh, Lord have mercy. To what? To carnality. Now, let me tell you what a carnal-minded person looks like. Hello, somebody. I don't need to pray. Y'all, leave me alone. I could do this by myself. I don't need to read no Bible. I don't even I don't need to go to church. I can get that on TV. Amen. I don't give. I don't serve. Carnality can creep in at any moment if you are not spiritually alert and if you're not consistent, watch this, and you can keep relying on the flesh and giving yourself an excuse to be defeated. Amen. He says, but the flesh is what? Sick. <laughs> Write that word in your Bible. Sick. It's, it's what? It's sick. Carnality. So my last point, you ready for this? If you're going to face life's toughest issues. The last thing is, stop relying on the flesh. Stop. Listen, at some point, you got to put it out. At some point, you got to say, you know what? I ain't drinking no coffee today. <laughs> oh, man. See that? See that? See that? See that? See, watch this. Listen, if your flesh won't obey, here's what you got to do. You ready? You got to starve it into submission. And starving your flesh into submission means you got to fast. That's how. Listen. You and I as believers should be fasting at least once a month. We, we fast every Wednesday here now at the church. But here's the thing. Fasting is denying yourself so that your voice can be heard in heaven. And what I want to say to you as I close today. This is a strategy. Amen. To face life's toughest issue and as I close today I want to encourage you to stay spiritually consistent I also want to also say stay spiritually connected put that in there somewhere right because if you're not in the spirit you're not connected the spirit is what? Willing. Anybody been there? You want to do, you want to do more, you want to do more. And you know the reason why you can't do more? Because you, you know why your talk and your walk don't match up? Hello, somebody? Because you're not starving your flesh. You got to deny your flesh so that, you're, so that you can get in tune with the spiritual man. Or woman. Amen. This is just practical instructions here. 
And here's the thing, if you're not in the spirit, then you won't be consistent. Are you with me? Stay connected, right? Stay in the spirit. And lastly, what? Stop relying on the flesh. As I close today, I want to tell somebody here this morning, God, he can fix it. Amen. And no matter where you find yourself in this life, you got to remember that we serve a God.